Hey guys, welcome back. On this episode, I speak about music and my love for it and my life with it. From playing the piano and the guitar as a child to rapping in front of people as a teenager to hosting hip hop trivia nights at a really cool venue. I just speak about everything I've done with music. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome back to episode two My Life, Sam Radford. On this episode, I'm going to talk about music and everything it's done for me in my life and how it surrounded my life. So I'm 27 years old. I, the first ever part of music that I was involved in was uh, the piano. I can't remember the exact age that I started playing the piano. Let's ballpark it and say I was around nine years old, maybe, maybe even younger than that. But anyway, um, yeah, I played the piano for quite a few years and I was actually pretty good at it. Like I used to play Beethoven symphonies and things like that. I was taught by this very cool lady growing up and I would play concerts and things like that. And, um, that was cool. And then, uh, I remember I moved when I was a kid and I stopped playing piano, like maybe in like grade five or something like that. And I still kind of remember certain songs to this day, but it's one of those things that I kind of regret not uh, keeping up with. But moving on, you'll kind of find out that uh, I kind of regret a lot of things not that I didn't uh, keep going on with in my life. But the second instrument I played was guitar. And guitar I loved as well. And at the time I was like, you know, a uh, kid who was listening to a lot of the the pop punk stuff like blink 182 some 41 all that jazz and um so i play all those songs they weren't really crazy songs you didn't really use actual chords you would use something called a power chord so like in the musical terms there's like an e minor an f flat a g an a a blah 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 but when you play that kind of uh pop punk music it's just like a power chord where you go dun it dun it dun it really bad explanation for uh audio podcast well, what podcast wouldn't be audio? Anyway, um, yeah, so I was playing guitar. That was cool. I love playing guitar. I even tried at one point playing violin. I wasn't too much into the violin. Um, and then I fell in love with hip-hop, and I sold my guitar. And, yeah, like, I I started rapping or trying to rap, and I just loved it. Like, everything about it, the origins, the stories, like, the four elements of hip-hop. Uh, and, yeah, so... At this point, I was in Nova Scotia, and I was about to move to Muskoka. And my older brother had a catalog of rap songs on a playlist on our mom's computer. And I started listening to that from people like uh, Jedi Mind Tricks, Immortal Technique, MF Doom, uh, just that kind of stuff, like more underground hip-hop. And I fell in love with all that. And... Uh, then we moved to uh, Muskoka, and I actually started trying to like record little raps on webcams. They're embarrassing, been st- embarrassingly still online to this day. You can you can look at them. I don't whatever. I have no shame. But yeah, so I started rapping. And I started kind of trying to be serious about it, and then I started getting into the history of rap and not just listening to what I knew, like which was just underground. So I started listening to everything from the the eighties underground, the eighties mainstream, the nineties, the two thousands. I love everything from Underground to 50 Cent in his heyday to Tribe Called Quest is my favorite group. I love gangster rap from the West Coast. Like everything has a certain feel to it. Although I find these days all rap sounds like Atlanta. Like there's no in- 
indistinct sound really anymore. Like maybe with the West Coast, but I find in today's uh, hip hop, it's just all the same, which is kind of sad. But that's why I love being a hip hop historian. You know, you can look back to the heydays and the golden era. And yeah, um, so I started doing these little webcam videos where I would rap and, you know, people would either like hate them or support me. And then I started getting into battle rap. And now battle rap is... It's uh, it started off uh, when rap was its purest form, and like its beginning, it started off as just uh, people kind of uh, rocking the party, and whoever could rock the party harder, like get like more reaction, would win. It wasn't more or less like a battle. Whereas like in today's age, you battle, you say, "This is why I'm better than you," and you find little things about the person you're battling, and it's no, it's uh, all premeditated. Whereas back in the day, it was freestyle, and yeah, so I got into battle rap and I loved it. And it was just beginning big on on like the internet at that time. Like YouTube was just starting to get big. Like this is a few years into YouTube being around. And there was these leagues popping up all around the world. King of the Dot being a league. URL being a league. URL was already around as a smack DVD for any big hip-hop fan. They know what a smack DVD is. Um, but yeah, and so hip-hop... I'm rambling. I always ramble, but hip hop, uh, like the first ever battles were just freestyle. So you just on the, off the top of the head, be like, you got a green shirt and I don't like you. You smell like do, 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 do. And then when, uh, it, it got more and more progressive and more and more, well, not progressive because it's very, very chauvinistic and sometimes, uh, offsets of racism and sometimes, you know, just bat all around towards your opponent. But anyway, it got to uh, this thing where you'd have three rounds and usually a time set and you'd have uh, a date and time for your opponent. Like it's like a real match. So you try to look up your opponent, find out his hometown, find out people that knew him, had dirt on him and you break them down and it would be a very formatted multisyllabic uh, like practice. Like once you got to the battle, you knew what to do. Whereas, uh, back in the day, it was all freestyle, and you ha- either had to be able to be a freestyle rapper, or you wouldn't be good at battling. Because I say that because in this day and age, um, if you uh, forget your rhymes that you've rehearsed and remembered for so long, then it's called a choke, and then you just completely lose that round of that battle. So in a battle, typically these days, there's three rounds, and you want to have three rounds ready for your opponent. There used to be an overtime round, so you'd want to have four rounds for your opponent. And it's just, it's crazy. Now it's almost like wrestling, whereas sometimes they don't even have competitions. It's just called a promotional battle, whereas like win or loss, there's no win or loss. It's just entertainment for the crowd. But yeah, like I I fell out of love of battle rap once I became an adult because it's it's kind of cool, you know, like it's cool, but you get used to the same thing being said over and over and over and over. So yeah, anyway, I started uh, getting into battle rap and I found this league that was nor- uh, near where I lived in Muskoka. It was in a place called North Bay, which is two hours north of uh, Muskoka. And it was called uh, Gateway Battles. And yeah, so I commented on a couple of the videos. And I somehow knew a couple of the people through mutual friends. I had lived a year in North Bay in, in between all my moving around as a kid. And yeah, so I got in contact with one of the guys. He saw like I rapped or whatever. And he was like, yeah, come by and judge a couple battles, man. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And so I went up to North Bay. My mom drove me, you know, funny stuff. And 
she went and visited her friend as I went to my battle event. And, uh, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like 16 years old at this point, skinny ass white kid, you know, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's got that Eminem dream. If, if they're that kind of person, um, fuck Eminem though. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, yeah. So I went judge this, judge this battle, met some cool cats, some who I'm still friends with to this day. And, um, and yeah, the guy who ran it, David Foster, DSF, like my homie to this day, I love DSF. He uh, was like, yo, you should battle. Like, I really think like your format of how you rap is like battling. And I'm like, man, I've only ever rapped in my mom's like uh, computer room with the door closed on, on a webcam. You know, I've never done it in front of an audience. He's like, no, man, I don't know. Think about it. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So I go home. I think about it. I must go hit, hit Dave up. I'm like, yeah, man, let's uh, let's do this. I'll battle. And so, yeah, my first ever opponent was supposed to be. Uh, this kid named Isaiah. I had he had battled at the event I had judged, but yeah. So this kid named Isaiah was supposed to be my first opponent, and I had formulated my rhymes. And I was such a fan of the format that, like, I kind of knew down pat what you needed to do. So, like, contacted people he knew, got some stuff about him. You know, had my three rounds rehearsed for like two months straight. I got my my buddies who were older than me to drive me up. It was like it was like super cool. My friends were like yo like you're like famous here and it was nothing, you know, it was a little tiny battle league and, um, Isaiah didn't show up. So my first battle ever, I'm, uh, taking all this time practice, but whatever. So, uh, DSF Dave, he's like, just rap for the crowd, man. Just spit your rounds of the crowd and we'll record it. We'll put it out and it's good, you know? And I did it. And like, it was really good. I did really well. The crowd received it. Amazing. Like I was feeling myself and it was sick and I got props from everybody. And then like my friends were like, on the drive back to Muskoka for North, they were like, yo, everybody said you were dope. And like, you were one of the best people from the night. And then come to find out the footage was, uh, was corrupt and they couldn't even, uh, like upload my footage to the internet. So the only people that heard my uh, stuff that day were the people that were at the venue. So that was a bummer. But then Dave was like, bro, you, you really gotta do it again. Like that was good shit. So like, I want you to have another opponent. We'll make sure this opponent shows up. So then, my second opponent was this fucking weirdo named Epic. Epic with a K, so E-P-I-K. And he rolled with this other goof uh, from the scene in that time. His name was James Lamb. This guy's terrible. He still raps to this day. He like one of those local uh, Canadian hip-hop artists who pays to be on like a Mad Child feature. If you know who Mad Child is, he's a terrible washed-up Canadian rapper who fucks over people on a daily basis. Anyway, so yeah, my po opponent's name was Epic, and this guy was trash. He, I saw he had one other battle at this uh, other blossoming battle league called Beast Mode Battles, which was an offset of like a guy who used to rap in KOTD and didn't get very well received in KOTD because he wasn't that good, so he started his own league. I'm not dissing. I'm just stating what I think is a fact. And yeah, so Epic was terrible. In his battle that he had in this other league, he choked every round. And I was like, whatever. The, uh, this kid was like 23, 24. I was like 16, 17. I'm like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I know I'm better than this kid. I wrote my rounds. It was a bit sloppy because like, I didn't really think he was that good. So I didn't really pay him enough mind. Either way, battle of the day comes. This guy was talking a lot of crap. He like, I look Jewish. And that's the only thing people have ever said to me in battles is like Jewish jokes when I'm not even Jewish. But anyway... Leading up to the battle, all he did was talk shit and say, hey, man, like, you're Jewish. I want to bet money. You're going to lose, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? I'm this young kid, but I'll take a little bit of my selling weed money, and I'll put 50 bucks in on the battle. 
Come to the day of the battle. The guy has no money on him. He's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I can't do it. And then we battle. I don't do the best, but I still murder this kid. This kid is fucking terrible. Like, I can't tell you. Like, if you were ever to watch this battle, you can watch all my battles online. I'm not going to promote it right now. But um, <laughs> this guy is just a train wreck. Like, at 24 years old, getting beat by this scrawny little loser 17 year old me it's just oh it's a sad sight on both sides it's one of the cringiest things you can watch but anyway i beat this kid uh dave's like see i told you man i told you you were good and i was like oh it's cool man like i had a lot of adrenaline from it and then i was like okay well i'll do it again right and then there was a guy who was already established in uh gateway battles the league that i was in well not like established but he had a couple battles under his belt his name was affiliate and he was another like mid 20 year old guy battling a 17 year old guy. And we battled, we did like, uh, like, you know, this was like my first legitimate battle where my opponent was okay. His, he was like on my end, I think he was fucking terrible. All he did was Jewish jokes and made up things like people, people are just not creative and, and, and like people still get reaction, whether it be comedy movies, just popularity online. It's funny how stupid people will just, react to somebody aka donald trump being president for four years thank god that's done anyway um yeah so i battle affiliate i had three rounds uh, the judges said i lost but like the reception from everybody online and everything was that i won i killed it like i think it's one of my best things to watch to this day i did some um freestyle battle tournaments and things like that around canada too and you know none of that was like really like online or like on youtube but that was it and like i kind of a year into that, like gateway battles kind of flopped and the league fell through and everybody kind of went their separate ways and people were kind of growing up. And that's when I started going to call like uh, going back to school after getting kicked out of high school and focusing on, you know, like my actual life and not trying to be the next, uh, you know, Eminem, even though I don't like Eminem. What, like I said, fuck Eminem. <laughs> but yeah, so battle rap was a big part of my life and that was like kind of like i guess if you like look at life and you look at like bucket lists it's not like i made success from battle rap or it gave me notoriety but it's one of those things like yeah i did that that's cool you know like maybe if somebody like has never fought in their life and they want to box you know and they do a boxing match and like cool that's it so yeah battle rap will always be near and dear to me it kind of made me speak as quickly as i speak it made me a bit of an argumentative person, which is good and bad, <laughs> but yeah, so that was battle rap. And then I went to college and I just started, started falling back in love with like the history of hip hop and learning about hip hop and documentaries and all these kind of things and just really getting down to it, you know? And, and so you find out things like hip hop was created by this guy named DJ cool Herc. who used to cut James Brown records and just the sample of a James Brown record and he, and but the funny thing is like they used to use um the light posts in the Bronx New York is where this was created they used to use these light posts and hook up his record player to the light posts and have these parties and he just just cut like 20 to 30 seconds of a James Brown record and that's how it was all created and like that's awesome and then you look at other things like a group like a tribe called Quest who are all these friends who are put together and grew up around each other and they become this huge hip hop group, but then there's turmoil within it because, you know, you grew up together, you you learn to love and hate one another. Like I remember my first year in college, I went with all my best friends, and then like you know, at the end of the year, we all weren't the bestest of friends, you know. Um, but yeah, so 
anyway, with history of rap, I started falling in love with it. And I, I'm, I, I'm a big, big, like, uh, if there's say a sample in a song or a sample in a hip hop song, like that's what hip hop does. Like it, it samples different music. So like, you'll, you'll hear the sample of say this girl singing or this chorus and you'll have heard it your whole life or whatever, however long you've listened to this certain song. And then you watch a movie or you, or you're listening to the radio, you're watching like, and like a song pops up from the seventies. You're like, wait, that's, that was in this song. That's crazy. Like, uh, for instance, um, Tupac had a song called changes and the, and the chorus, like, like you hear this chorus over and over. And then I remember I was watching this movie from the seventies and they had the, like, it was this group from the seventies that he had sampled. And I was like, what? That's insane. And I go my whole life not knowing it. So I love finding out little things like that. I'm a big, like, stats guy in certain senses like i love basketball but like if you tell me a player like i'll give you the year uh he played on this team and, and like what his averages were for playing for that team and so uh yeah i just fell in love with the history of hip-hop and you know i wasn't rapping anymore or anything but i was always a big hip-hop pad and whenever me and my friends had discussions about it we were always like get really into it it's one of those things that just like you get a natural high from kind of for me at least and so uh, I was working at this place called Roku that I was uh, a cook at, and um, it was a v- it's a very awesome like cocktail bar and lounge. But like both the owners are like very hi- uh, big hip hop heads. One of them's a DJ, and um, we were all like into the same kind of stuff, like same kind of culture. And I just sparked the notion one night for like promotion. I was like, why don't we like do like a hip hop trivia? Like that's not a thing that people do in in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, where we're from, and you know, they, the owner's like, yeah, that's cool, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, for a month or two, it went by. And then, like, the owner, one of the owners came up to me and he's like, yeah, man, let's uh, let's do the trivia thing. Like, are you down to host it? I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like with battling all, uh, all over again. Like, I've never hosted anything. I've never thought I would be a host of something. But, yeah, so we started our first ever trivia night in, I think, uh, 2018. And it was just general. And I have I'd never uh, – made up questions about trivia before I knew what to do. So I went into it as my big like hip hop head phase. And I basically only make answers that only I would know. And nobody does that great that night. There's a pretty good turnout, but anyways, then I, you you know, with anything in life, you learn, you, you know, you learn from your mistakes. And so I, uh, I started being like, okay, I got to do a, a topic. So you do like a nineties trivia or like a, Biggie versus Tupac trivia or a 2000s hip hop trivia or like a West Coast rap trivia. So I started doing these different ones and, and it, you know, got a little bit of a buzz. Like people were showing up. I had a lot of my friends who were there to support, which is always awesome. But yeah, like we did that for about a year and a half and then coronavirus hit and we weren't able to do it again. But that was really fun. Like I loved that. That was like a personal project for me. Like, uh, once a month I'd have to write like 40 questions and make them up myself and like fact check myself. And I loved it. Um, it was really cool, but yeah. So, and then like I sometimes in this day and age, like I listen to like mainly just hip hop, but I always go back and like, um, Bob Marley will always be near and dear to my heart. I love Bob Marley. I've actually been to his house in Jamaica where he grew up with my brother and my dad. That was amazing. And I'm a big fan of all of his children. Like I love all, they all are so musically talented, but I I know it's weird to say like, I only listen to like these two genres, but it's just kind of what, what I listen to. Like, Oh, you know, like everybody knows the general songs that are famous all over the world that everybody can sing along to. But 
if I'm by myself, I'm only listening to basically hip hop or, or kind of reggae, you know, maybe every once in a while I'll throw in some old stuff that my dad used to listen to, which is like our house or like the clash or madness, like these cool groups. But yeah, like music was, has just made me who I am. Like maze, I think music kind of makes everybody who they are. Like if you ask somebody what kind of music they're into and they're not into music, they're kind of probably a fucking weirdo. And I don't mean to be like, be rude by saying that, but like, if you ask somebody what type of music they're like, uh, I'm not really into music. It's okay. What the fuck do you do? You just sit at home and stare at a fucking wall. Like what the hell? And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I was saying like, it, it defines who you are, you know, whether it be your style or anything like that. Um, but yeah, just like what I love about hip hop is I learn more and more every day. And like, uh, because I, I'm like 27 and, and I was born in 93. So like, I didn't really start like, listening to my own music until maybe like, you know, 12, 13 years old. So hip hop had already been around for a while at that point. And I'm saying that because like some of my favorite artists, I didn't listen to my first like 10 years of listening to hip hop and I discovered them. And it's like, whoa, that's so cool. It's like you grew up and you, you never heard of the Sopranos or you never heard of um, the Godfather, or like the wire. And then you watch one of them for the first time. You're like, what the fuck? This was here the whole time. Anyway, I don't really have anything else to add. What happened at the White House was really ridiculous and disgusting and just shows that when things look on the up and up, they can still be pretty bad. But let's just hope this shit pulls over and let's hope, you know, this world gets better. And, you know, maybe use music to uh, listen to some music to um, vent, whether it be some angry shit, whether it be some emotional shit, whether it be some sexual shit. Just. Enjoy yourself, listen to some good music, you know, have a drink, maybe eat some food, loved your loved ones, let them know that you love them. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It might not have been interesting to most, but if it was, I hope it was. And yeah, we're going to keep getting better with time, as I always say, you know, this is only uh, the beginning. Let's just hope it doesn't end so quickly. <laughs> rest in peace, Tupac. Rest in peace, Biggie Smalls. Rest in peace, Big Al. Rest in peace, Big Pun. Rest in peace, Sean Price. Rest in peace, Pumpkinhead. Rest in peace, MF Doom. There's so many more, but I just wanted to say that. Peace out, y'all.